Our first reading from Deuteronomy contains the Shema, the great Jewish prayer. Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord alone. Therefore you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. And then at the end of that reading, it says, Take to heart these words which I enjoin on you today. But I want to share with you what comes after that. It says, Drill them into your children. Speak of them at home and abroad, whether you are busy or at rest. Bind them at your wrist as a sign, and let them be as a pendant on your forehead. Write them on the doorpost of your houses and on your gates. And in fidelity to that passage, devout Jews of Jesus' time and and today as well, recite the Shema every morning and evening. Jewish homes have a mezuzah, a little box containing the Shema inscribed on parchment affixed to the doorpost. Orthodox Jews wear tefillin, or otherwise known as phylacteries, leather boxes containing the Shema on their head and hand during prayer. That was one of the things that uh, impressed me when I went to the Western Wall, the, the temple in Jerusalem, and the Orthodox Jews, you, you could see the phylacteries on their, on their heads and on their hands. Now, you might be thinking, well, didn't Jesus have something to say about phylacteries and he wasn't very complimentary? You are right. And that's from Matthew 23, where Jesus is saying to the crowds, Listen, the scribes and the Pharisees, they have their seat on the chair of Moses. Do and observe all they tell you, but do not follow their example. And then one of the things Jesus says is, all their works are performed to be seen. They widen their phylacteries. Okay? So Jesus is not against phylacteries, but he is against doing it for show. Widening your phylacteries. Look at me. Look how much I put out that I love God. Jesus is not real big on that, okay? But he's definitely big on loving God. That's when the scribe asked him, what's the greatest commandment? Jesus did not hesitate. He immediately said the Shema, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is Lord alone. You shall love the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. It's to love God with our entire being. Give God all we've got. That's the sense of what Jesus is saying. Now, here's the thing. If you love God with everything you got, don't you think you're also going to love what God loves? And what does God love? God loves you and you and you and you and people all over the world and the world itself, everything created by God. God loves it. And that leads Jesus to the second commandment. Love your neighbor as yourself. That those two, you you can't do one without the other. They're connected. If you're going to love God, it means loving what God loves. Loving others, including yourself. Loving them like you love yourself. Now, what about us today? I think sometimes, and you're going to be after trick-or-treating tonight, then you go back to work tomorrow or school, right? And sometimes in the midst of our day-to-day lives, it's easy to forget about loving God 
or easy to forget even about loving the people around us. Sometimes it's a real challenge. That's where I think we can learn from the Jews, that they recite that Shema every morning and evening, and they literally have it, uh, you know, in their doorpost and, and right on their wrist and on their forehead. They have reminders of the call to love God. And so I invite you, you don't have to go, to, go out and get a phylactery, but is there something, some visual reminder in your home, and, and maybe even when in your car, that reminds you of your faith, that reminds you, ah, yes, I do want to love God with everything I've got. I do want to love my neighbor as myself, and I want to put it into practice. It might be a note on your mirror, like the morning offering. It might be a, a crucifix or other religious symbol. Uh, might be a prayer app on your phone, something that reminds you. Now, the other thing about this passage from Deuteronomy is it emphasizes passing on the commandment to love God from one generation to the next, onto our children and children's children. It's been my observation that the most effective way to do that is not by pounding it into them, but by example of a faith lived. As we gather here this morning, we remember those who have died, the people listed on this scroll, uh, others in your lives who have, who have touched us. And I know that as I look at this list of scrolls, these names, and I think about different people on them who have inspired me, who have helped me in my faith, by the way that they lived their faith, by the way that they loved God and their devotion, by the way that they loved other people in their, their acts of service to the community and to the wider world. And so I invite you on this day, when we remember those who have gone before us, let's pray for them. Let's pray for all who are grieving. Let's also give thanks to God for the way that they taught us by their witness to love God and love others. And let's pray for the grace that the, by the way we love in word and deed, that it might be a witness for generations to come.